Good morning, folks, and welcome back to Miss Parent, Miss Heights Paranormal World. <laughs> oh my God, I forgot my own opening. Um, I hope you all enjoyed yesterday's episode. Um, I kind of like threw those three stories together into one, so I may be doing more of those, combining small stories to make one large episode but I'm not sure yet I, I'm I'm still debating that but if you think that's a good idea let me know um, so today we're going back to my favorite website in the world Backpackerverse and we're going to be discussing this really cool location in Ojai. Now, from ghosts to charred creatures, all the way to a European vampire, Creek Road in Ojai is haunted ground like no other place in California. Many travelers passing through have been terrorized by its resident paranormal entities opting for longer routes the next time they traveled if there was a next time that is so let's let's just picture this you're traveling down this road and you see these ghosts um vampire whatever you want to call him do you a continue in hopes they don't see you or b bust the bitch and go the long way around what would you do now if you're adamant on exploring these eerie road take the necessary precautions for the following famous ghosts and ghouls of creek road the bloody bride now one of the main spooks haunting Camp Comfort County Park along Creek Road is the Bloody Bride. Now, according to witnesses, she's a tall, slim girl with light brown hair who's eternally clad in a bloody wedding dress and a veil covering her face. That's so weird. I've had um, a dream about that. Crazy. Legend has it that she was murdered on her wedding day possibly at the hands of her greedy new husband who wanted her dowry um if you come across the entity that fits this description and she tries hitching a ride don't stop keep going i guess we will never know what happens if you stop but then again it could be like the case of Mary, you know, she wants a ride, or she meets you at a club, she wants a ride, you take her back to her house, but then, you know, you give her her, you know, she she borrows your jacket from the dude, and then the dude goes back to pick up his jacket, but, you know, the mom at the house says, no, I had a daughter, but she's dead, so he goes to the cemetery, and on the headstone, you know, there's his jacket summary of that 
ghost story. There's the spectral horsewoman. Horsewoman? Okay, let's see what this one's about. Another female ghost is the spectral horsewoman is seen reenacting her death every year on its anniversary. Witnesses have seen her horse get spooked by a snake, throwing the rider off to her dismise. Unfortunately, there are no records of her in the county. Hmm. Now, this could be a legend. This could be an urban legend. Um, because I think there would have been some type of record, you know, of women being thrown off horse and dying. So, I don't know. Here's another one. The Headless Motorcyclist. In 1950, a man met his death while trying to pass a truck on a narrow turns of Creek Road. See, this is where I have issues with idiots. If you know that you cannot make a safe pass, then why are you doing it in the first place? Dumb fucks. The unlikely biker was decapitated by a steel beam that dislodged from the chuck bed. See what I mean? Just keep it cool, wait your turn, and then make your pass. But all things must come to an end. However, he didn't die alone. As the accident happened suddenly, the motorcycle continued on, startling the driver and giving him a heart attack. To this day, the headless motorcyclist is searching for his head. Just steer out of his way, and he won't be too happy to see someone with their head attached. God, these... I I think that one's an urban legend, too. The Charman. Now, I did... um, A while back, haunted locations in Ojai and um, the Charman was one of the haunted locations so let's see what the Charman has to say sorry I'm trying to get my notes on that one okay the most famous ghost creature in town, the Charman, has been haunting Creek Road for almost a century. The stories of the origin of this grotesque spirit vary. Urban legend, folks. Urban legend. One of these is that the father of a father and son. Now, during a fire in 1948, they suffered. They They suffered horrible burns. Unfortunately, the father passed away before he could, before help could arrive. As for the son, he lost his mind. By the time rescue workers arrived, he had skinned the burned flesh off of his father and hung his remains in the nearby tree. After escaping to the woods, the son became Charman. The second accepted origin story is that of a brave firefighter suffered extreme burns after he after being pinned in the same 1948 fire 
Disfigured and burned, he ran into the woods and was never seen again. Aside from these two, the police come up with a story of an elderly man with a bad, bad case of skin cancer. The man's face and arms were disfigured and badly deformed, which is why he chose to walk his dogs very late at night or early in the morning. Regardless of the charman came into existence, he's one of the scariest paranormal entities out on the, the road. His black burnt skin hangs in cooked strips from the skull reeking of burned flesh now you may come across him if you dare walk near or on the creek road bridge however he'll definitely pop out and attack you if you yell help me help me on the bridge despite that you believe you should never challenge the paranormal as it, it will retaliate also remember to have a friend in your passenger seat to rid yourself of negative vibes, especially since the latter can make you a target for hidden evil, evils lurking in the dark. next story is the demonic servant that haunts the chimes antique store in lake elsinore does a demonic servant haunt the chimes antique store in lake elsinore 1887 a little town of lake elsinore rejoiced the opening of the most luxurious public building a bathhouse the crescent bathhouse opened up to a large crowded crowd of people. The building used sulfur water that bubbled up to the surface to fill the hot tubs. The public baths became a popular place for citizens of, with various physical ailments. They believed that the natural springs water would help them rid of the, what plagued them. Now over time it became less popular as people could afford more luxurious bath fixtures in their own home. Now, by the 1950s, the Crescent closed down and underwent extensive renovations. It reopened as a shop called Chimes Antiques and Collectibles. After construction was finished, the shop owners, along with several other clients, began to notice the building was haunted. Now, there are a number of resident ghosts from the days the building served as a bathhouse. One of the ghosts of a young boy who drowned in the pool in 1939. Another is a little girl named Gloria who visited the bath after she lost her legs in an auto accident. Today, many mediums have visited the now closed building. They have encountered spirits of many in of the rooms. And if in a few rooms, they felt they weren't allowed to enter at all. Now, when Tracy heard her grandmother once mention a haunted store in Lake Elsinore, she was immediately curious. She, she had always been interested in the paranormal. She begged her grandmother to tell her about what happened. 
she could tell I was really interested, so she told me her story. She said that the year was 1951, and she had stopped by Chimes Antiques to look for a writing desk. It was overpacked with furniture, so my grandma just started exploring. The next time she looked up, she realized she was in one of the back rooms of the building. She had paused, looking at a sales tag when she felt hands grab her left ankle. She darted around, looking everywhere for the prankster, but nothing was there but her. Now, my grandma didn't want to make a scene, so she just made her way back to the front of the store, trying to seem casual. When the salesman approached her, she inquired about the table for sale that she had seen, and she went to look at the tag herself. himself. She found herself alone in the showroom. She made herself comfortable in a chair that faced the sun setting outside. After a few moments, she felt the salesman tap on her on her shoulder. Only when my grandma went to turn around, nobody was there. At that point, she just couldn't take it anymore. She began to cry and ran out of the store and back into her car. She called the store manager. She called the store the next morning to apologize and tell them that the building was haunted by a spirit. After that, my grandmother hired people to purchase her for her within the Lake Elsinore. The incident made her believe that ghosts are real and they're all around us. Oh, I believe that. I believe that. See, that's the one thing I don't like doing. I don't like going to thrift stores. I don't like to go into antique stores. Because you never know what is attached to objects. It could be anything and fucking everything could be attached to it. And then you bring it into your home of all places. Yeah, it never ends good for the person who's buying stuff. So, like I said, I don't recommend you do that. No, 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 no. Okay. Next story. Mm. So, we're going to travel a little bit further down from Lake Elsinore and we're going to go to San Diego. Sometimes evil is such a part of one's everyday life, such a fixture in the decor of people who mostly walk with their heads down and their eyes proverbially shut that it's easy to miss. There may be such a place in Valencia Park in San Diego, a community defined by its socioeconomic and architectural diversity, its crosswalks dotted with palm trees and its proud residents, but it is also, some say, defined by the sinister forces which ex- exude emotional, <clears throat> emotional portraits from somewhere within its borders. Nestled in the trees behind a series of houses, along a bend in Elk Street, there is a path. If you were to look at it from the street, 
you wouldn't notice a lot about the, about about it perhaps other than that the fact that it is shaded and therefore somewhat darker than the surrounding areas of the Bradley with San Diego Desert County but if you were to move closer and if local rumors are to be believed you probably shouldn't you might begin to see things hear things even smell things and none of them are good a domain of evil it is says passing skateboarder in a pretty decent imitation of Yoda from Star Wars he's smiling but then his face changes in all the seriousness dude I wouldn't go there, and I definitely wouldn't go there at night if you know what's good for you. What wonders is that the worst that could happen. A couple of my friends took the path one day on a dare, he says. I note that he's a chain smoker, and talking about this seems to make him nervous. Each new cigarette shakes in his fingers as he lights and he smokes it. You can't pay me enough money to do that, but they did. And you know what happened? Apparently, the skateboarder's friends survived but received a fright of their lives. Something flew at them, dude. Like, something. I don't know, bats, except they had a human faces and they were screaming. My friends my friends came, came away crying. And it wasn't too long after that that one of them moved away to Phoenix. I haven't heard anything from him since. The dimly lit path is home to a serious overgrowth of trash, weeds, and old gnarly trees which seem to have lived well past their prime. A smell of old garbage pervades and everywhere along the path one can come across all sorts of refuse. It's hard to miss the general aura of evil whenever one leaves the safety of the street and walks into the tall grass. Whether or not local legends about it are true, one certainly cannot ignore the fact that some of the residents of the area report have come into contact with evil forces or sometimes even just near it. And be careful if you ever find yourself in the area, something wicked this way comes. So those are the three stories for today. Um, San Diego is known to be extremely haunted, so I recommend checking San Diego out. You want to check out various locations in San Diego. Um, the antique store, at a, yeah. I stick to avoid avoiding antiques 100% because I don't want to bring something unwanted into my domain. So yeah, no. So antique shopping is a no-no for me. And I don't care if you bless that with holy water a million times. I'm not bringing any antiques into my place. And then the Creek Road in Ojai that's going to be on my bucket list so I'm probably going to take a drive on Saturday of next week and see what's going on with that because that's going to be an investigation right there
with that being said, um, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Um, if you have any stories, comments, questions, concerns, go ahead and email them. If you'd like to donate, the donation information is below in the description box. And don't forget to stay safe. And thank you for joining us on the Paranormal Sofa. I hope you all enjoyed the episode. And we'll see you next time. If you're new to the podcast community and you want to start a new podcast and you're looking for a platform that is user-friendly, that has everything you need at your fingertips, that won't set any limits, that you can earn money, then I would recommend Anchor. Now, Anchor can be used basically anywhere. You could be in your car, you can be laying on the sofa in bed where you can edit, um, record, and upload. Um, You can throw in um, soundtracks. You can, I mean, everything is there for you. Now, I use it because, like, it's user-friendly and um, it is free. And I find it, really easy to navigate without it being very confusing now most platforms you know before you can even try it out you need to sign up and pick a plan I like anchor because I don't have to go through any of that so I recommend it now if you really want to get into it I recommend you going to your website anchor.fm and you know signing up or you can download anchor.fm from the google store itunes um, and give it a try so don't forget to go to anchor.fm sign up and i'll see you all in podcast community Thank you.